Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Origin Gates podcast, Wisdom's Echo. I'm Elijah, and I am um, going to bring the inside of the day. I'm really excited. Um, you know, Yahweh has made so much available to us as his sons. Um, and it, it, every single day, it continues to blow my mind. You know, he has given us access to all realms of heavenly places. Um, in fact, Scripture even says that um, that we've been given um, the blessing, all, all um, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places is what it says. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. If that's not enough to blow your mind, you might want to check your pulse. So today, you know, in, the, in our last episode, I talked about, um, the last time I was on the podcast, I talked about like a foundational belief that really launched me into um, a lot of revelation. It was like a launching pad, a foundation, a cornerstone of kind of a, you know, of a, a, a truth that just kind of helped me progress and, and really set me on a unique path. And it's that God is alive. And because he's alive and he's not confined to a book, but rather he is a sentient, self-existent, immutable, eternal, perfect, real, interactive father. Um, you know, he has given us access by the blood of Yeshua alone to really engage with the realms of heaven. And I want to talk about um, kind of the key to accessing and engaging with the realms of heaven, the way that it's been uh, revealed to me. Now, this key does not supersede the ultimate key. And I'll tell you what the ultimate key is. It's this, that Yeshua, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the King who sits enthroned upon all of creation and above the highest heavens, brought himself to flesh and became the propitiation for all of our sins. He became the only way for us to access God, to approach his throne with freedom and confidence. It's by his blood alone that we have access into the realms of heaven. So that is the ultimate truth upon which all of the revelation I've been given is built upon. And you know that. But I want to talk about a, a, a kind of progressive key here. And... um it kind of is embedded in the Psalms and is a heart cry of David. I call it the Davidic anointing. And it's some people might call it, you know, bring, bring it back to the key of David as it's revealed in, in Isaiah 22. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a heart posture um, that is of purity and, and the, ultimately the clean hands and the pure heart. Now, in Psalm 24, there's a passage um, there's a there's a verse there that says this that who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who is it? David's asking. Who is it? Who are these that would be given access to ascend the mountain of Zion and ultimately inhabit that place? That place that Yeshua prepared for us when He went away to make a place for us in Yahweh's house of many mansions. He says, who who is it that will ascend the hill of the Lord? And his answer is this. It's the one with clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to another. And so I want to talk about clean hands and a pure heart. You know, there's a cry that he makes throughout the Psalms. And it, 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 it reveals itself right there, but also um, 
you know, in Psalm 25, verse 1, it starts, To you, O Yahweh, I lift up my soul. I, he's saying, I completely surrender all that I am to you. He's surrendering his heart. He's, he's allowing himself to be made pure from a posture of surrender. I also love um, Psalm 101 and the beginning of Psalm 101. It says, uh, I heard a voice speaking to me as, as I was coming out of a sleep or a dreamscape back into a, a physical state of being awake. And I heard a voice say, a perverse heart shall be far from me. And that's a cry of David in Psalm 101. He says, a perverse heart shall be far from me. I will know nothing of evil. And so I want to highlight one word that I believe is a key in all of this that continues this this kind of it's really more of it's a couple words and maybe even a few but it, it represents a concept that really um, has really blessed me um, and it's a key this kind of is like I said is, has been a key for me in my accessing and my engaging with the realms of heaven and all the resources that are available to us um, that manifest as um, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Um, and it's this, the concept is this, in, in Psalm 25, to you, O Yahweh, I lift up my soul. The word soul there, Hebrew word nefesh. Now the nefesh is not a singular kind of, um, it's not a single faceted concept. You know, English can tend to be very, um, very narrow. It can be very, um, just, there's, there's so much mystery in, in the Hebrew. And, uh, you know, I love, there are some great teachers like Dr. Yana and, uh, there's a, there's a great book called Friends of Eber that was released by, um, by people I'm submitted to and in, in, in family in a, in a covenant relationship with here in Mobile, Alabama. But the, the Hebrew is so mysterious and so beautiful. There tends to be, there's, there's almost always layers that go way further beyond anything you could create in, in kind of the, the fantasy of your own mind. It's like there's so much depth. And as you continue to dig, you continue Continue to uncover new layers. The well doesn't ever run dry. Um, you will run dry before the before the language does. Um, but the word there, nefesh. I love this. That when you look into um, the Strong's, um, the word nefesh, and actually the word lavav, um, which is uh, uh, is the word in Hebrew. It translates in Scripture as heart, and then nefesh translate translates most often as soul. And David loves to use these words. Now, both of these words have a unique depth to them um, that is, uh, is very beautiful. And it's this, that it's not just heart or soul. It's not just a um, kind of a tasteless, narrow meaning here. There's, it's not shallow. Listen to this. It is your inner man, your mind, your spirit, your soul, your heart, your will, your thinking, your reflections, your memories, your inclinations, your resolutions, the decisions you make, your determination. And I love this, the seat of your appetite, 
the seat of your emotion, the seat of your passions, the seat of your courage. These are all things, I'm pulling these, these, these phrases here, out of the strongs. These are words that describe what David is saying. When he says, to you, O Yahweh, I lift up my soul. He's saying, Father, in all that I am, in every as- aspect and in every facet of the collective unit of all that my being is to you and before you, I lift myself up and I surrender my inner man. I surrender myself as a throne inside of which, Father, you can inhabit my mind, my will, my thinking, my reflections, that you would inhabit my appetite, that you would become the very object of my passions, that you would inhabit the seat of my emotions. I surrender every facet of my multi-dimensional being to you um, as the one who ultimately um, is is worthy of it all and I love that you know there's a the revelation hidden in there that I think speaks to the the clean hands and the pure heart is this is that um, when David says a perverse heart shall be far from me that's him saying that I choose. It's it's how he's saying he chooses to have a clean to 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 be uh, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart. It's by putting away a perverse heart. Well, that word perverse is ikesh. That's ayin kuf and shin. And what the Strong's teaches about ikesh is this: is that it means twisted, or distorted, or perverse, to be made crooked, um, or to be crooked. And so what he's saying is that. Um, the, the word, so he says, a perverse heart shall be far from me. A lavav that we just talked about, a, my inner man, my thinking, my reflection, my mind, my will, my spirit, my soul, all that I am, my appetite, my passions, my courage, and my emotions. All of that will not be twisted, crooked, distorted, perversed. It will not be ikesh. And so what he's saying is that my heart will not be out of shape. All that I am will not reflect anything other than the original design. I will not be fundamentally warped in who I am, but rather my heart, my passions, everything, my determinations, my inclinations, my daily decisions, my meditations, and every resolve that I have will be that which reflects the original design. And by ref- by your heart and your soul, the desires of who you are reflecting that which is of the, orig- the original design, you are inhabiting, you are being given this, uh, a, you know, a pure heart. That's how we access purity in our heart, really is by putting away the desire or the, or the, the determination to obtain things that do not reflect the original design, to desire things in your heart that do not reflect Yahweh's original design. Really, it's a heart posture. That is the key. That is what makes us eligible to be those who might ascend the hill of the Lord, is that our heart would be postured to be made pure by putting away things that do not reflect the original design. And this key is one that I believe um, really is, is, is what uh, grants us access into that place where we can inhabit the throne above all thrones with our great king who invited us to inhabit that seat that we might be seated in the mountain that he prepared for us and learn how to rule and reign but also legislate and govern the authority of heaven 
into the earth that we might fulfill the anthem of Christ on earth as it is in heaven. And just because I have a couple more minutes, I want to point out one thing. Um, and, and I know I briefly said this earlier, but I want to stress this part right here. Um, that the word lavav or the word nefesh in the Strong's, it brings it back to my, for some reason, this part always sticks out to me. And it's this, the seat of your appetite. That, that David would say that to you, O Yahweh, I lift up the seat of my appetite. Or, or he's saying that, that I, the seat of my appetite will not be perverted and I will know nothing of evil. And it, isn't it interesting that the word there embedded in that, in that kind of the depth of the word for spirit or soul or, 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 or heart is a, is a truth that what you hunger for is a throne inside of you. He calls it the seat of your appetite. And when we desire, when we begin to, when we allow ourselves, I'll say that, when, when we allow ourselves to hunger for things they, um, that don't reflect the original design, essentially what we're doing is we are surrendering the throne inside of our belly to a um, to something that is that um, that uh, to something that all ultimately is not Yeshua, um, that we are surrendering ourselves to a desire and allowing something else to rule over us by inhabiting the seat of our appetite. And so, something that we must that there is no way around this. We must hunger for what's right and what's good and what's true. We must hunger for what's holy. We must develop in ourselves or really not even develop because that implies a work or an effort on our part. We must surrender ourselves, lay ourselves down to a holy appetite to begin to hunger for things that are holy, that are of the very atmosphere and environment where our king, our great king, inhabits his throne and ultimately become a seat of our, the seat of our appetite being surrendered to him. That when he seats himself inside of us, that might be a catalyst for us to be seated inside of him. It's a communion of throneship is what it is. Um, and so, uh, this is the key. This, you know, for us to begin to ascend the mountain of Zion in, in the knowledge that God is alive, that he really is living, that, that the apex of Christian existence is not a, a, um, a, a well-grounded foundation and theological understanding of who God is so that after we die, one day we might meet him and understand who he is. No, no, no. God is alive he created a place for us to be and to inhabit uh the, the place that that where he ultimately where he is that that where he is we may be also is what he said um and i i think that's so beautiful but from that place we really from that understanding that he's alive we can really engage with with all that he's made available to us um uh, for with clean hands and a pure heart, we can ascend into that place. So that's the insight for today. Um, thank you so much for tuning into this. I just pray that Yahweh would continue to overwhelm your heart and mind with the revelation of who he is and with progressive truths that begin to overwhelm your heart with the beauty of his ever-present kingdom. So I, I just bless you, um, and I will see you in the next podcast, the next Origin Gate podcast, Wisdom's Echo. Mm.